My name is Philia, and I'm here with my lovely co-host, Yemi. Hey, guys. Welcome to Treading Faith. Treading Faith is a weekly podcast dedicated to diving into the deep end of open, honest, fun, and sometimes difficult conversations that surround our everyday life and our fake walk with Christ. I always say, faith cannot rely on the wisdom of men, but only in the power of God. Talking about the power of God, Yemi, what will you enlighten us with today? Well, we're still taking a brief intermission for our 21 days closer to God fast. And during this fasting period, we have been keeping ourselves in prayer, worship, and meditation on the word of God as we try to grow closer to God. Now, every week, we have a theme for the week, and we are in our third and final week of the fast. And the theme of this week is obedience no, no, no. to God's voice. And if you remember, our first week was hearing God's voice. Our second week was trusting God's voice. And this week, we're talking about obedience to God's voice. Today, we are going to reflect on um, the story of Gideon. And this story is taken from the book of Judges, chapter six and seven. And it's pretty long. So I'm just going to probably skip around a bit. But I want to tell the story of Gideon, um, because I think this is a great illustration on obedience to God and what that actually looks like. So I'm starting from chapter six, verse 11. And as a bit of background, in the book of Judges, before Israel had a king, God gave them judges. Every time the tribes of Israel would fall out of line with God or fall out of tune with God and do all these things, they would get oppressed by their neighbors. They would cry out, God, my God of Abraham, Jacob, Isaac, save us. God would send a judge, kind of like an intermediate uh, leader for them to go into battle, conquer, get saved, free themselves from captivity, whatever it is that the nation needed, God sent a quote unquote judge. And they would go into battle. Things would be great. They would be prosperous for a couple of years. The judge would die and they would go back into the cycle. And there were so many judges that were raised during this period. But in um, chapter six, God raises Gideon and he begins. Now the angel of the Lord came and sat under the Tebinth in Afra, which belonged to Joash, the Abazirite, while his son Gideon was beating out wheat in the winepress to hide it from the Midianites. And the angel of the Lord appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, O mighty man of valor. And Gideon said to him, please, my Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all of this happened to us? And where are all the wonderful deeds that our fathers recounted to us saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and given us into the hands of Midian. And the Lord turned to him and said, Go in this might of yours and save Israel from the hand of Midian. Did I not send, do I not send you? And he said to him, please, Lord, how can I save Israel? Behold, my clan is the weakest in Manasseh and I'm the least in my father's house. And the Lord said to him, but I will be with you and you shall strike the Midianites as one man. And he said to him, if now I have found favor in your eyes, then show me a sign that it is you who speak with me. Please do not depart from here until I come to you and bring out my present and set it before you. And he said, 
I will stay until you return. So Gideon went into his house and prepared a young goat and an unleavened cakes from the from an ephah of flour. The meat he put in a basket and the broth he put in a pot and brought them to him under the terabith and presented them. And the angel of God said to him, take the meat and the unleavened cakes and put them on this rock and pour the broth over them. And he did so. Then the angel of the Lord reached out the tip of his staff that was in his hand and touched the meat and the unleavened cakes and it fire sprang up from the rock and consumed the meat and the unleavened cakes and the angel of the Lord vanished from his sight. Then Gideon perceived that he was an angel of the Lord and Gideon said, alas, oh Lord God, for now I have seen the angel of the Lord's face to face. But the Lord said to him, peace be to you. Do not fear. You shall not die. Then Gideon built an altar there to the Lord and called it the Lord is peace. To this day, it stands in Ophrah and belongs to the Abizurites. That night, the Lord said to Gideon, take your father's bull and the second bull, seven years old, and pull down the altar of Baal that your father has and cut down the Asherah that is beside it and build an altar to the Lord your God on top of the stronghold here with stones laid in due order. Then take the second bull and offer it in a burnt offering with the, word, with the wood of the Asherah that you shall cut down. So Gideon took 10 men of his servants and did as the Lord had told him. But because he was too afraid of his family and and the men of the town to do it by day, he did it by night. When the men of the town rose early in the morning, behold, the altar of Baal was broken down and the Asherah beside was cut down and the second bull was offered on the altar that had been built. And they said to one another, who has done this thing? And after they had searched and inquired, they said, Gideon, the son of Joash has done this thing. Then the men of the town said to Joash, bring out your son that he may die for he has broken down the altar of Baal and cut down the Asherah beside it. But Joash said to all who stood against him, Will you contend for Baal or will you save him? Whoever contends for him shall be put to death by morning. If he is a God, let him contend for himself because his altar has been broken down. Therefore, on that day, Gideon was called Jerubabel. That is to say, let Baal contend against him because he broke down his altar. Now, all the Midianites and the Malachites and the people of East came together and they crossed the Jordan and encamped in the valley of Je um, Jezreel. But the spirit of the Lord clothed, clothed Gideon and he sounded the trumpet and the Asbers called out to follow him. And he sent messengers through all Manasseh and they too were called out to follow him. And he sent messengers to Asherah, Zebulun and Naphtali and they went up to meet him. So I'm going to, I'm going to skip around a little bit after this, or just not skip around the summarize quickly after this. So <laughs> it's really interesting because God calls Gideon, an angel comes to Gideon and he's told to rise to save Jerusalem. His response is like me, me. First, he says, where has God been all this time, right? <laughs> He's like, his people have been under attack. They've been under the thumb of the king of Midian. And um, the Midianites have been attacking them and stealing. Like, the, he he has to go and thrash wheat in, in, in cover and hide all of it so they can't steal their crops, their food, and all this. They've been pillaging them. And so when the angel comes to speak to him and says, the Lord is with you, he's like... <laughs> If the Lord is with us, we wouldn't be de dealing with this. Yeah. And it just kind of reminds me of the fact that sometimes when God 
answers our prayers. And I'm not going to say finally answers our prayers. I'm going to say when God shows up at his perfect timing, we've been in that waiting period for so long that we don't even recognize it. <laughs> and we start rebelling against it. We start doubting. We start, we're, we're so negative by that time. We're so bitter that we can't recognize something. We're just kind of like, oh, you know, like if it was really God, it would have happened like 10 years ago. Yeah. Does it matter? It's God right now. <laughs> <laughs> and so the angels kind of like saying like, listen, I, I, like I'm choosing, we're choosing you. Like you're, you're God's chosen. You're the one who's going to stand up. And mm -hmm. then he's like, not me. I'm from the weakest clan and I'm the weakest in my family. Not me. And so he says, like the Lord sent you. Gideon is the kind of reluctant, obedient person. He's like, all right, if God says to do it, I'm going to do it. But let me first test to see if this God. And he says, well, if you're really from the Lord, I want you to show me a sign. So he brings out this offering and the angel makes it consumed by fire. And he's like, great, great, great. So then he gets instructions and his instructions is to go tear down the altar of Baal, right? Like, we know, like, you know, don't let anything exalt itself uh, 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 higher than God. Like you should have no other God before me, whatever. All these commandments that they had now violated because they erected this uh, altar for another lower God, little G God. And um, so the angel says, go tear it down. And so he's like, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I'm going to do it at night. <laughs> right. I, I don't want nobody to see me. These people are crazy out here. <laughs> That's I mean, funny. Ultimately, they find out that it was him and his father sticks up for him and is like, mm -hmm. I mean, it's your God, right? Like, right. if you destroy the altar of our God, our God will strike you. So right. if this is your God, let him contend with Gideon himself. Let him destroy Gideon. That's why they called him Jerusalem. Right. And um, because of all of this that happened and nothing happened to Gideon, he was able to then to call out the warriors of the tribes, right? He calls out from Manasseh. He calls out from Naphtali. These are the tribes of Israel. He's calling them out to fight. And so, you know, this is his instructions, right? He's supposed to save the tribes of Israel from the Midianites. And so he does this test. He follows, he follows reluctant. He was obedient reluctantly, right? He, he obeyed in his circumventing way so that he can say, okay, I did what you asked, but I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to get like punished for this. Even right. though the angel of the Lord said, you will not die. Right. He was just like, uh, uh, well, <laughs> he does all these things. Right. So later on, after he calls out these messengers and his, and the army comes, they come to his aid. They're like, all right, we're going to fight. Gideon now tells the Lord like, okay, God, if I am the person to save the um Israel, then I want you to show me a sign. So he tells he tells God, like, I'm gonna put out um a fleece. And but the next day, if I'm gonna put out like lambskin, a fleece on the floor, and if the next day everything around on the ground is wet except the fleece, mm -hmm. I know it's you. So God does it. Right. right. <laughs> the was like, uh, okay, okay, well, that could be an accident. So okay, okay, here's what. I'm gonna put the fleece back outside. And if the next day the fleece is wet and everything around is dry, then I know it's you. He <laughs> said <laughs> yeah, he's the reluctant obedient. Right. God, God does it. So he's like, all right, fine, fine. Okay, I gotta go to war, right? Like, you know, he was stalling, right? We know that these are stalling tactics. He's like, I don't want to go to war. So <laughs> 
Because like he said, he already had all these insecurities. Like first he was like, God is not for us. Like, you know, first he says like, you, God can't really be with us because he's left us to, you know, to be taken by the Midianites, forgetting like they were doing all these things. They were disobedient. They, his father had a whole altar to like a, a ball. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. like, they worshiping something else. And right. he's like, oh, he's not with us. But God is like, no, I'm with you. I'm telling you the truth. I'm, I'm, I'm sending you. And so the angels doing all these things, like doing all these things to prove, to tell Midian, like, I am here for you. I'm sending you on this mission. I need you to do these things. I have called you, right? We know God doesn't call back on his word. Right. You will not die. You will save Israel. But even though Gideon heard these things, he couldn't receive them. Right. And so he, he comes up with a way to test God because he couldn't really accept that he was the one to do it. But God was like, no, you are. So I'm going to I'm going to do these things because you really you are who I said you are. And I'm just going to do it because this is the way you're going to move. And I need you to move. And so he's like, fine, I'm going to go to war. <laughs> but it doesn't the challenges doesn't stop there. Like now they're going to war and they have, they have lots of lots of soldiers. He had over 30,000 men right. and God was like, okay, listen, your people have not have been disobeying me. They haven't been following me. And what I'm going to do is, uh, you know, lower the number of people that are with you so that they can actually say it's God who did this, right? Like they're not going to say it's me, right? They're not going to say, oh, Gideon, the least of them, he was able to rally and he's such our mighty leader. Like these people are easily swayed by other gods. So he's like, no, 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 you got to know it's me. So he's like, Gideon, you got to get, you got to, you got to get rid of some of these people. So he tells people like, if you're afraid, you can go. So, <laughs> so 10,000, 10, of the soldiers left. And God was like, that's, that's still too many. So he, he tells Gideon to tell them to do something else. And in this test, only 300 men remained. Now they went from over 30,000 to 300, right? I don't know, Philly, you do math. I don't know what percentage. 3%, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. Right. Yes. Of, of 30,000. Yes. Thank you, Philia. Thank you much, much. <laughs> so now they have like 300 men to go to war. And Gideon right. is like, okay, first of all, <laughs> G-O-D, like you, you came to me. <laughs> you told me to do these things. And now you have me out here with 300 men. Mind you, Gideon was, was trying to test God before. He was like, show me this. Show me a sign. Show me. Do the opposite sign of the right. sign that you just did. Right? He was testing God. Right. And, and God is showing him, I am God. I am the father. I am the God of Abraham. Jacob, Isaac, I am the God who's brought you out of Eve, brought your people out of Egypt. I'm mm -hmm. the God who brought you to this land. Like he's telling him all these things. He's like mm -hmm. affirming like, yes, I am this big, big G-O-D. And now that Gideon was able to like solicit some confirmation in the way he tested him, he's telling, he now Gideon is looking around and he's like, but I had 30,000 and now I have 300. Like now I'm scared. Like, right. I don't think I can do it. Right. Gideon was completely reluctant. Right. And so God was like, okay, let me tell you what you're going to do. You're going to go over to the camp and spy on them. And whatever you hear is going to send, give you confirmation that I'm going to deliver. Them. So God orchestrated that uh, one of the enemies would have a dream about Gideon. And the mm -hmm. dream was so vivid that when Gideon heard, he was like, oh, surely God has delivered us and yeah. we're going to fight. And so they went ahead and they fought and they 
took over the Midianites and it says like it took them days to bring home the pl the plunder. Mind you, these people have been robbing them for yes. decades yes. and mm -hmm. it took them days to bring like probably the stuff that was taken for them plus the things that they can um, they can um, add more to themselves. Right. So, so God did all these things through Gideon. And this is the story of the re reluctant obedience. Oh my gosh. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Amen. I think what I want to take from this story is yes, obedience literally is the only thing that um, showed how much grace and mercy that Gideon had. Because even though, you know, it, it reminds me of the story when um, um, Peter kept um, asking Jesus, if it's you, Lord, walk on water. Okay, if it's you, make this happen. And, you know, it's like, okay, if it's really, 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 really you, then do this. And it's like, I think as human beings, what we do is that we, I think we don't feel worthy of the miracles. Mm. And, and that's the reason why we want confirmation because it's like, is it really me? Like, am I really the chosen one? Well, if I'm really the chosen one, then show me this and show me that as opposed to knowing that if God has chosen you or if God is for you, who can be against you? So believing in that, 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 that grace from the beginning would probably prevent us from doing so much testing. Why are we testing it? God is not a joke. So why are we taking it for a joke? You know, and, and I think this is what was going on. With he could not fathom like me, little old me, same thing with David, like me, little poquito, little, you know, I'm the one that's going to defeat this giant. I'm the one that's going to be the king of it. Like it's, it's, we can't fathom it. It's too beyond our, our imagination and because God is so every it's so bigger than us that we can't fathom it. We're like minuscule in this bigger and grander scheme of things. But what we need to understand is that one, we are ordained and destined for a purpose. Two, when that time is here, nothing will stop it, period. When that door opens, no one is closing it. And this is where obedience comes from. So him being obedient is why he was so blessed. And that's why um, hearing God, you know, trusting God, but being obedient, obedient is key you know, out of everything, because that's the thing that's going to lay down that foundation for our blessings. Amen, Philly. Mm -hmm. I, I love that you said that. I think um, that the obedience is the final piece that kind of unlocks <laughs> that mm -hmm. blessing that we may have prayed for. And, and you said that it's hard to see ourselves in the bigger picture, right? We must believe that God has ordained us for a purpose and the purpose doesn't really change, but we get new purposes, right? Like you fulfill mm -hmm. one, you move on to the next, right? Like we all have these missions in life and some things, and a lot of it is going to align with who we are, mm -hmm. but we get into the world where we're so insecure. We don't believe in ourselves and we don't have the vision for God. So God gives you a vision. That's why sometimes God has to give us things in steps and like, right. things. And he's like, oh, man, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you to <laughs> see, but we got to go through a, right. like, he's like, I can't stick with you because you, you won't believe. Right. And, 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 and God is patient because he was very patient with Gideon to like, okay, uh, show me a sign with this offering. 
show the sign. Show me a sign with the fleece. Show the sign. Show me a sign with the fleece. Show the sign. Okay, well, now I don't really believe and I'm afraid. Are you really sure it's me? Okay, I'm gonna, gonna show you something. You're gonna hear somebody telling a dream about you. Wow. <laughs> so all these things that you know God is trying to take take him through in order to save Israel, right? Bigger than Gideon. It's not about Gideon. Right. And and the the intro of the conversation is that when the angel of the Lord approached Gideon, he was questioning where has God been. He was like, if God was if God was really for us, this stuff wouldn't have happened. So he starts out big picture, but then he turns it right back down to little old him. Not me, Lord, not me. And who knows if Gideon was like, why are we so oppressed? God, hear me. All these things that God chose him to be this judge, to be this um, deliverer. That's what the judge was. The judge was a deliverer. And he chose him at this appointed time wow. from this tribe. Because we know when God shows up, he shows out. Yes. And so he always takes. He wanted that 300. He wanted that small number. He wanted the smallest tribe, the weakest person from the a small family from the smallest tribe. Because he wanted to show that. I am God. Mm. I can orchestrate it. But still, he couldn't see the bigger picture. Mm. And I think sometimes we get so stuck by what the world is saying, right? right. That we are focused on ourselves. Right. And so unlocking, unlocking the door to aligning ourselves with God's will, to opening that blessing, that overflow blessing that's not only for you, that could be for all your people, could be generationally. Right. It may not even, at the time you're doing it, you may not even get the tangible fruits. It may be for the generations and the generations and the generations to come, right? Like you may work hard and it may be a blessing for your great grandchild, right? Like we don't that know, right? We don't know how right. it's working because these things are an appointed time. First, you got to hear the word of God, right? Like God is the grace to give you a word, to give you a vision, then you got to trust, right? Like you're like, oh God, is it really you? If it's really you, I'm going to give you all these tests to show mm -hmm. that it's you. And, you know, we don't, we may not have the same signs as Gideon may have, but we all ask for confirmation and we get it. Like Philia always talks about like, oh my God, that's confirming. Right. Right? When someone else says something, when, when something happens outside, it was like the dream, the dream that was interpreted that Gideon overheard, like he was spying, right? Like nobody knew he was there. Right. He was spying, you know, that's the confirmation, right? So we get these things and then what do we do with it? Are we still standing still? Next, we need faith. We need to walk by faith. That's what really obedience is. It's walking by faith. Now, God gave you this vision. He gave you this word. And you say, God, I'm trusting in you to do this. And it doesn't happen tomorrow. Then what do you do? When the angel of the Lord shows up, you're going to be like, God is not really trying to give me that dream. Right. <laughs> He's not trying to give me a child. He's not trying to make me a business owner because what, 10 years passed? Right, right. When is and your time? Is your time, right. Oh, and the vision is not just for you. He's orchestrating it so it can be a blessing for someone else as right. well. Like the blessing, like, let's get this, let's get this straight. God <laughs> is not the God of just Yemi or Philia. Correct. He is the God of all of us. Of all of and us. We yeah. all play a role, right? Mm -hmm. Like our lives are intertwined. Our connections right. are intertwined in a way to move God's will and purpose. So I, 
the little thing that I may be doing that I don't even want to do may be a blessing for someone that I don't even know at all. Right. It may be the thing that turns around something that breaks a generational curse in their family. And I don't even know that I'm doing yeah. it because yeah. whatever I'm doing, I hate doing it. I'm doing it reluctantly. Right. I'm not, ah, wow, I found a new job. And <laughs> He's like, you haven't found a new job because I need someone to meet you. And they're they're not there yet. And they haven't moved because they don't believe in the word that I'm like giving them. Right. So like, he's like trying to move things along. And we're all standing in the way because we're so focused on ourselves. Yes. We're so focused on like, God ain't, I'm, God ain't trying to move me. I prayed for this 10 years ago. Right. Oh, you know, it's not for me. Look at all these people doing bigger, better things. You know what? Someone already has that idea. I can't come up with that product. Mm. How, how how many how many brands of deodorant are there? I know. We, nope. The per secret didn't say degree already made deodorant. Or right. They still came up with theirs, and they're still thriving, right? Hello. Yeah. Oh, Hello. Wow. This this is this is a lot. This is amazing. It just makes you continue to think how God works. And it, it, one thing I want to say before you know we we save this for the live <laughs> is. This reminds me of the miracle that Jesus uh, performed with the man that he that was blind and he made him see in steps. You know, it's like the same thing. Instead of him healing him and him being able to see, he first healed him. And then the man saw a blurry, you know, vision of people. Then they look like trees. And then he allowed him to see fully. I think this is the same way. And this is why God cannot show us sometimes the entire picture because we see, but we don't see. You know, mm. sometimes we have to take it in steps because it is too overwhelming. We cannot fathom the greatness, the mercy, the multitude of blessings. It is overwhelming and we shy away from it. We run from it in fear of accepting that greatness. Sometimes it's just too much because God's mercy is so, it, it's so overpowering that for, it, it just is too much for us. And that's why sometimes he has to give it to us in steps, you know, in, 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 in increments, because it, it would be overpowering at times. And then there's some people who get those blessings immediately. So I think this is something that we must say for the live, because I have so much to say, and we want to hear what you have to say. So thank you for tuning into our podcast today. We hope you enjoyed our discussion on the call of Gideon and Gideon and his 300 men. These were taken from uh, chapter six and seven in the book of Judges. Before we end, we have a few announcements and then we will close with a prayer. We have only three days left to complete this wonderful journey of our 21 days closer to God fast. We are super delighted to be back on tonight with our Wisdom Wednesdays weekly YouTube live discussion, where we will be discussing our first 18 days of fasting, and this will take place tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. We'll be releasing information daily in our WhatsApp group chat to help each other get through this journey successfully. Treading Faith is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google. So please check out our Instagram page for updates. And if you like us, just spread the news, follow us, and don't forget to click that like button. Then, of course, you can just comment and share with your family, friends, and neighbors alike. 
If you haven't done so already, we are continuing to fill our jars of joy with a note, a scripture, a prayer, or just something that God has done for you in the name of Jesus. It's not too late to catch up. We are only in week 20. Now, in the last podcast of the year, we will empty our jars or boxes and take turns reading our blessings. Now, let us join together in prayer because we believe in the power of prayer. God desires that we come to him and be restored back into his grace and favor. Isaiah 55, 11 says, God's word does not come back void. Since our prayers are strengthened in numbers, we ask that you come into agreement with us for this prayer. Now, remember, fasting is a way to humble yourself in the sight of God. So you may find yourself relying on God more fully for strength when you fast. So fasting and prayer can help us to hear and understand, trust, but most importantly, be obedient to God's word. Heavenly Father, please give us a humble heart to yield to your instructions at all times so that we can prosper. Help us to obey you, Father God. Help us to be flexible for Holy Spirit's guidance. Let us follow you when you lead and let us be willing to receive your blessings whenever you are ready to hand them over to us. Father, you have proclaimed that if we love you, that we will keep your commandments. To walk with you is to avoid sin. So we must always be, 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 be willing to follow you, Father God. Therefore, if you give us a willing and able desire to follow you, Father, wherever it may take us, let us follow you, you as a lamb, and we follow you to continue for us to be, for you to be our shepherd. Father God, we ask that that we, we you grace us and you you give us your mercy, Father. We thank you for everything that you have done for us, Father, everything you are doing and everything that you continue to do. You did not, you, you, we were able to serve you, Father God, and we're able to be hum, your humble servants, Father God. And we ask for continued obedience, Father, so you can continue to pour your blessings onto us. Take our hearts and cleanse us of all sins, Father. Make it completely new. Mold us into humble servants, Father God, and make us a slave unto your righteousness. Father God, you have established rulers and authority to maintain good order, Father God, and uphold the virtue, Father God. So through them, Father, we ask that you continue to keep this world going. Help us to be good and conscious members of society, Father God. Let us be obedient and contributors into our public life, Father God, and helping to add, Father God, to you. Help us to be a servant to all and bringing honor and due to your name. Father, we ask you that your sheep know your voice. We are your sheep. We are your humble sheep, Father God. And we are your little lambs. And you, we will follow you wherever you go, Father God. So increase our trust in you and, and, and increase our, our faith in you, Father God, because your commands lead us. Let our ears ever be listening to you, Father God, and your voice. Let us follow you and be by your side. Help us to trust you as our only shepherd and be confident that you will keep us from all harm and danger. Oh Lord, continue to be our rock and our redeemer. And from the words of our mouths to the meditation of our hearts, may be acceptable and pleasing to you. Oh Lord, our rock, our strength, and our redeemer. In Jesus' precious name, amen and amen.
Well, Yemi, that was such a wonderful discussion. We hope you all enjoyed it. We can't wait to hear from you and see you tonight on our live at 8 p.m. Eastern. Don't miss it. Until then, remember that we love you. Always be kind to one another, and we hope to see you tonight. Bye, everyone. <laughs>